Hey everyone, this episode of Who Gave Us a Mic is brought to you by our sponsor, The Sales Collective. Now you're probably going, Adam, who is The Sales Collective? Well, let me hit you with some knowledge. The Sales Collective is an independent group of professionals with an extensive background in building brands from the ground up. They've come together to create a cohesive entity to better serve their clients. So how can this benefit you? Well, let me pose a question. Have you ever had someone representing your brand or product that was either too small and couldn't provide you with everything you need, or a company that was too big that you felt like you weren't getting the attention you required? Well, the sales collective is like Goldilocks. They are just right. They provide all the experience, knowledge, data, and connections of a big-time firm while also giving you the small business feel where you can rest assured that your success is just as important as their own. So check them out on their website, thesalescollective.org. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Gave Us a Mic. I am Adam Harris, along with my favorite co-host named Ken Miller, Mr. Ken Miller. Hello everybody. Hi Brisky. How are you? I am doing well this evening, how are you? I got no complaints, things are opening back up. I'm going to go to my first bar this weekend, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. And it's also going to be the uh, big 3-0 for you, isn't it? Mm, unfortunately, it's pretty sad. Oh, man. That's like pretty much, you just like have cut, like peaked. Like it's all downhill now. It's all downhill from here. It literally is. It makes me excited to live out the last uh, year of my 20s. And you can tell me how bad the 30s just really just fuck with you. It's pretty depressing if you think about it. I would imagine. Like... And I mean, and on the uh, more optimistic side, at least you only have like 30 more years till retirement. <laughs> That's good news. Anyway, just like literally double your entire life that you've spent so far, and now that gets you to retirement. Yeah, it's pretty good news. I'm pretty I excited this, about it. My only complaint would be the fact that I got my truck this afternoon and it said 97 on the thermometer. Yeah, it went from being like um, cold to just like you can't even bear it overnight. Yeah, I was looking at the weather bug app on, I think it was Monday, and next to the temperature, or, you know, they have the little um, symbol that's like, you know, a cloud, the sun, snowflake, whatever it was. Next to the sun, it had a cactus. There's no way in hell a cactus next to the sun in any circumstance is good. Especially in Pennsylvania, dude. I know. I and it's only June. I usually it's not that hot around here in June. It usually no. doesn't peak like that till August or September. Uh, now I mean predominantly August, but now it's just ugh, unbearable and it's muggy and I don't know. So will it kill the virus and bring back uh, business? I um I don't I think regardless ideal. I think regardless of the temperature. Uh, business is going to come back just due to the fact, and you can speak on this, that I feel like most people are just so antsy and they've been just so so bored just sitting at home that they just need to get out and do something, whatever it is. Go spend money on stupid things. Just go to restaurants. Go to whatever and just get out of the house. Yeah, dude, everybody I talk to is uh, like killing it, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were talking now to one buddy. finally open? Well, I was reading an article. I honestly can't tell you where I read it at. But 
what they were saying is that the average American saved 25% more between the months of April and May than they had pre- in like the previous month. So what that told you was people were squirreling away money for those couple of months that this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. So the people that are going to come back to work, they squirreled away all this money. So now they have this nice little nest egg of just, I mean, savings. And they're like, I need to go out and buy stuff. I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go finally buy whatever accessory I've always wanted. Remodel my house, do things like that. Things that they couldn't do before because they were living paycheck to paycheck. And now that they were cash strapped, they've squirreled away all this money and they can afford to do this stuff. Yeah, I don't know if this has like changed the way people spend money since, you know, so many people lost their jobs for literally no reason. And I bet you like most people didn't realize how much money they weren't putting away. You know what I mean? So I didn't know if that would stop like buying non-essential items basically when everything started opening back up. But let me tell you, uh, that's not what happened at all. Yeah, I would agree with you that I initially thought that people would only maintain to the essentials and what they really needed to live and not splurged on items that were frivolous and they didn't really need. But it seems like it's going the complete opposite. And people are taking, especially I'm sure you can talk about, the people are taking up like a lot more hobbies now and spending money on things that aren't like furnishing their home or other stuff like that. They're doing things that are mm-hmm. they're spending money on activities. Mm-hmm. So I'm so taking a sip of my Juicy Haze IPA, which this beer is the first time I've ever had it. It uh, is banging. I like the Juicy Hazes. Um, is it the Voodoo Ranger? Voodoo Rangers? Yeah, it's damn good. Have you ever had so, it? I've not had it, but I'm a big fan of the Juicy Haze IPAs. Um, They're usually pretty from, weak, right? Yeah, that one, I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah, 7. This one's sitting at 7.5. That's a solid number for a... Yeah, all right. It's right? Yeah, it's a New England IPA, which I probably have to say is my favorite beer of all time. I love that style of beer. I think it's just phenomenal. What, New England? Yeah. New what England the hell is New England? It's a New England IPA. It's just hazy. It's not as filtered and all that stuff. Because the first beer, I, or the yeah, my favorite beer is from a local brewery, Grisco, about 28. And they have a beer that's, it's called their Space Cactus, which is a New England IPA. And I think it was the first, I guess you'd call hazy New England IPA I've ever had before. And it was phenomenal because they're super smooth. What's that other hazy IPA we like? I don't think what? I've had the, I don't think I've had the Grist House one. Oh, um, the um, Lakeshore Fog by uh, Southern Tier? Yeah, dude, that thing is bang session. Yeah, Lakeshore Fog. And then um, New Juice, too, is pretty good by them. It's the one that comes in the overpack. Oh, yeah, 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 I've had that. Yeah, it's the one that's NU juice. So no, that one's pretty solid. So I, I would have to say that I'm a big fan of the New England IPAs. I don't know what it is and why they have that color. I think it's a lack of filtration through them. But they just had not they, mad at it. No, not at all. Well, you got a variety pack. What else came in that? Mm, I don't know. Imperial IPA. Which is your favorite. Yeah, that thing, dude. It's very dangerous. Um, there was another one in there. It was like liquid God or something some weird. I can't remember. Let me see if I can look it up. Um, was it liquid paradise? Yeah, that's what it was. IPA? Yeah. Right, yeah. I don't know what kind of IPA right that was though. I don't know what that is. It's called it. 
Voodoo Ranger. So you're coming. Where's New Belgium? Is that? What? Are they out of Colorado or something? I don't know. You know what we're going to do, though? We're going to Google this shit. You can definitely do that. Pretty easily. <laughs> Have you seen God anything damn, I do that's, that's not um, the corona. easy? Yeah, it's from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Told it's you. Cool that. I, 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 mean, hey, not... I know my beer places, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, you know, what's that old saying? A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Please, there's one thing I know. <laughs> and I then know the other some... one is uh, X. I can't. Um, it's cut off half the word. I think it's experimental, but it's spelled with an X. IPA, which that sounds dangerous. Yeah, because I'm probably all of those are over eight percent. Besides this one, this one's seven and a half. Still, if that's the lowest one in the pack, you got issues, man. Well, we both know uh, that. All right, it's called the. Uh, it's that hoppy pack. I forgot that's what it was called. We both know I have issues. That's that's not saying much. It's really not. I want to find out what this other one you're talking about is. This X experimental IPA. Oh, we're gonna look at this. Yeah, it's probably not gonna be good. Be delicious. It's just not gonna be bad for. It's, it's gonna be, be bad for you the next day. Be bad for you. It's probably gonna be like twelve uh, percent or something ridiculous. It comes in a black can, and nothing in a black can ever ever is eh. good. No, it's only six point six percent. Really? Yeah, and it's only a twenty-seven IBU. You know what that sounds like? Huh? No. That sounds like an Adam beer. I'll let you know if it's any good. Oh, I'll, I'll buy some of that. Except uh, it only comes in their variety packs. But that whole like juicy pack that you had, I mean, there didn't seem like there was a bad beer in that thing. The hoppy pack. No, they all sound pretty damn good. So anyways, before we get too much of a tangent about you know drinking again. Um, uh, yeah, why are we here today? Uh, <laughs> um, COVID update, I guess. COVID update? I don't know if it's a COVID update, but... Like we briefly hit on, we finally got back to somewhat normalcy here. So I think you and I were just going to yeah. kind of talk through what we've seen, how it's affected us, and like what's the kind of new normal, I guess you could say, after all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, why don't you go ahead? As I take a giant gulp of my beer. Um, yeah, new normal. I mean, I'm still not like hosting meetings you know um i'm still just doing everything by um zoom or phone email now i have a question on that when i'll be doing that not not to jump back in on that but do you think that's kind of the way of the future that the let's say weekly not really essential meetings just like the catch-ups and like hey what's going on meetings are going to get away from the in-person things and turn more into zoom calls in computer calls so people aren't, let's say, wasting time traveling or doing anything else like that? I don't know because I think it depends on um, – I think it depends, like, on the customer because, dude, a lot of my customers still want to see me. Yeah, I could, I could see that. And especially the product you're selling is a high-end product. And even if they're just customers that don't know you, they probably want to at least see the product before they're going to spend a exorbitant amount of money on it. But no, I was just curious more than that because I know like I, th- I think it will for some. Uh, I mean, 
if we're talking about talking about just me, I don't think it will much. I think um, as long as nothing spikes in like the fall, I'll probably be back to normal meetings by like fall time. Um, really, you don't but think for that a lot of businesses, I don't think it'll change. You don't think it'll cut down your travel time a little bit where people you'll see somebody instead of seeing them, let's say once every two weeks, you'll see them in person once a month. But every other week you'll have like a Zoom meeting with them like, hey, what's going on? How's everything going with you guys and everything else like that? And you'll interact with these people as frequently, but you won't see them as person in person as frequently. Yeah, I think the um, especially the people I like, I really just don't want to. Uh go see then yeah definitely but i mean i don't really see them my customers that often to begin with like my big accounts i see probably once every six weeks and then it gets less and less from there so um you know i have like a team of inside sales reps that kind of run all the smaller accounts for me i mean i still i still meet with them and still talk to them just not nearly as often as they do so i don't think it's going to change that much but that's just my company my industry um but the vast majority i'd say yeah probably changes yeah i i think that in the sales thing you have to really develop that rapport and the only way you can really do that is in person and it's Mm -hmm. hard to do that over a screen and especially it's somebody that you've only seen every six weeks so it's probably a little awkward whenever you're like okay let me uh hook up my webcam to see i hate doing stuff over the But I feel like it's a little less awkward if it's people that you're in an office with all the time and you see them more frequently. So it lessens it a little bit. But I definitely think that there's going to be a lot more, at least from like my end. I know that when we have meetings with other contractors now, it's definitely gotten away from like we have Teams meetings or Zoom meetings or Skype meetings opposed to it used to be like, hey, well, you need to come to our office that we can have this meeting about this project. It's like, well, yeah, hey, that's what I'm saying. I think like industries like um, yours, it'll definitely make sense to just kind of change. Yeah, I feel like people have realized that they can accomplish the same thing without wasting somebody's time and making them drive a half hour to somebody else's office for a 15-minute exactly. meeting when they're like, okay, we can have this same meeting over the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's different because you're, you know, you're showing product. Like you said, a lot of people want to see that in person, but um you might not have to do that in a lot of industries like yours yeah i think that's going to be the new normal for a lot of people is they're going to prioritize that the in-person meetings are only going to be for the high-end high-level meetings that are really essential and the day-to-day you know running of things won't happen as much which i guess leads me to the next thing not to intervene about what you're getting through but like there's been a bunch of companies that have already started having their people work from home permanently. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard that quite a bit. I mean, that also cuts down their overhead, you know. Well, I was reading something about Facebook did it, Twitter did it. I mean, Google has everybody off and working from home till at least 2021. But think about a company that's in Silicon Valley, where which has the highest rent rates of any place in the entire U.S. Now they can outsource that job. Not really outsource. But they can find an employee for that job across the U.S. And that person, let's say, living in the middle of Oklahoma, where the cost of living is significantly less than Silicon Valley, they can hire that person to do the same job as the person that's living in Silicon Valley, but pay them significantly cheaper because they don't have the 
bills or the rent that somebody mm-hmm. living right next to the HQ would have. Yeah, it makes sense. And they don't have to pay rent. They don't have to pay people that high income. I mean, there's a ton of different um, – well, what's the word I'm for? There's a ton of different benefits to it than just just their um, – whatchamacallit? Their uh, – Cutting salaries. Their office can, space, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. You can cut salaries, and uh, you could probably cut people. Because didn't they show that um, you're actually more productive at home? Wasn't that a study we read? Yeah, I've seen that. And then I also read something that I think it's almost like 54% of people would leave their current job, let's say if they're working in an office 9 to 5, to go to a job that they could work remotely. So that's half, more than half of people would leave their current job, regardless of how long they're there for, to work someplace remotely. So now you got to think that the entire industry is going to start pivoting to people and be like, well, hey, uh, yeah, I would love to work here, but you need to let me work from home. And if you don't, I'm going to leave. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So I think it's going to change the entire landscape of the work culture. I mean, for instance, I saw something that Starbucks is going to close 400 of their stores. Which really? What they're going to do is they're going to try to convert them to just drive through and pick up places they're not going to have the lavish insides and everything else like that because they said in may 90 percent of their sales were drive through no way yeah so they're like well why do we need these big spaces and everything else like that where the majority of your people are either going to order online and come but and pick will it up they still do that though have a couple of them no i mean like will people still do that after this, like, you don't think people go like sit down in the coffee shop to bullshit or like do work or something? Yeah, but how many times do you think people go to the coffee shop and bullshit because they're at the office and they're like, hey, I'm gonna go up to Starbucks or something like that for a meeting or anything else? If they're working from home and now they're working from remotely, I feel like you're gonna have less interaction at the coffee shop. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's I don't I I think it's a pro and a con because I think a face to face interaction is incredibly beneficial. But I can also see the pro where people get to work from home and they have more flexibility. That makes sense. Yeah, no. So I, I think it's just crazy how everything's just going to pivot and change. And it's six months ago, you would have never thought that this is how people were working. I mean, no. granted, nobody ever ever thought that we would have got hit by a global pandemic that basically shut that down the entire turned out world. to really not be a pandemic, but yeah. I mean, still, there was a high amount of casualties. There was. I mean, you can't deny that. No, but like to shut down the whole economy, it was seems a, knee a little jerk. excessive. It definitely was a knee-jerk reaction, and you could see both sides of the coin where they didn't know have enough information, so they were just guessing. But at the same side, time, you would hope that they would err on the side of caution for the most point. Also, we were also. Like, you're also you got to think that we are in a state that was under the strictest guidelines out of any of them really in the entire country. So our view on how this whole thing played out. Oh my god, it pissed me off so bad. I, I think it pissed off the majority of Pennsylvanians. So you got to think that we're sitting here going, this is bullshit, and somebody completely overreacted because our state did it, while somebody in Ohio was like, yeah, I just stayed home for like four weeks, and it wasn't really <laughs> that bad, and things got in. Right. I mean, the liquor stores were still open. Everything else was like, like literally PA. They shut down everything. Everything. That don't live in PA. Like when I say everything. Didn't he just get sued? Um, no, they were saying because he did the, 
I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm pretty sure he just got sued to open everything back up. Yeah, because he on June third he declared dec- like an emergency declaration where he still had power to make all of these decisions based because it was an emergency situation. And then yeah. basically said somebody said, "Bro, so they got sued to lose the powers." Then right? What's that? Mm. You always ask me a question. I'm taking a severe. Well, you're so always he got severe, so I can't pose any questions. That's fair. He did, didn't he get sued to lose those rights? Is now what happened? Yeah, it was something basically like he can't do that, and he doesn't have that much power, and he can't enact this all the time at any given time when it's not really a state emergency. Thank God, dude. No, I agree. I think one person shouldn't be able to make the decision to just. I agree. You unilaterally see, shut everything up down. To the- president but then like how do we you know if that's going to be an argument then how to how do we let one guy like fauci dictate what happens to the entire country and shut it down like how in all these places of power do we have one person doing everything you know what i mean yeah nobody should make a decision unilaterally especially on something that's this massive a scale and I mean, I think there definitely should have been initially, as soon as this thing popped up in February, almost like a committee that was appointed like, okay, hey, we're going to get eight of the top scientists in infectious diseases, and they're all going to come up with a plan, which I guess you have like the CDC and stuff like that. But still, there should have been a special committee put together to make a decision so it wasn't one guy in one voice going, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. Because even if you were the smartest person in the entire world, you're not right 100% of the time. You just don't fuck up. But that's why you have a group and nobody – they can bounce ideas off each other and what's the best fucking route to go down with the whole thing. Exactly. So, with, so without, I guess, going down that rabbit hole and getting me all agitated and hot bothered. Um, Which we could very yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah, I think um, – I think, yeah, things are going to change, but I don't think in, a, you know, in my industry it will too much. No, but, I think like, – Having BS meetings, yeah. You'll probably just do it over the phone. But yeah, I agree. I think it's going to get to somewhat normalcy. Do I think it's going to be like it was six months ago? No, I don't I don't know if we'll ever get back to that unless there's a vaccine or something implemented. But – excuse me. Um, But I think it's going to get pretty close to it. I mean I'm hoping at some point or another this fucking mask thing just disappears because for the love of fucking God, it's – right obnoxious and so like i'm in the construction industry right and the guys in our the field do manual labor so they came out with these guidelines whatever it was two months ago stating that everybody on construction sites had to wear masks so let me pose this to you ken it's 98 fucking degrees out today you're lifting heavy shit all day and you're wearing this mask over your face that's inhibiting miserable no no no. it's inhibiting your ability to breathe what do you think poses a higher health risk? Maybe spewing some droplets on your fellow coworker or yeah. dying from heat exhaustion. Yeah, something that they may or may not even get sick from. And then if they do get sick, um, they're pretty much okay. Right, but it's just something like that. I'm like, like, what? Like, come on. We have to be realistic about this and weigh the pros and cons of, okay, yes, the mask – can help if you're going to a grocery store or you're walking around and you can't social distance. But at some point, what are we just being over the top about this thing? And it makes zero fucking sense. Right. I don't know. 
I agree. I mean, we're doing a lot of what is what is the saying? Monday quarterbacking, or yeah, is that the saying? Yes. But um, still, dude. I, I, mean, I get on. it, but yeah, somebody should have, like I said, a group of people should have came up with these uh, scenarios and determined something opposed to one unilateral person. That would make life a lot better. So, I guess my other question, you, you would be, um, did it take you a little while to get back like into that grind? like that eight to five or whatever it is after just kind of slogging it along for like two months. Um, it, it wasn't too bad for me because like, this is kind of what I do, you know? Um, but I still miss kind of like hitting the road and getting out of the house a little bit. Like that part still just is kind of, you know, kind of makes me like antsy, I guess you can say. And I hate, I hate zoom calls. And then the amount of zoom calls we have, like, for no reason, I'll, you know, I'm like, I had saw you people on, on my team like twice a year in person. Why am I seeing you every week now? Do you know what I mean? Like, weren't you having corporate happy hours? Dude, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but like, we, you know, we never did that before, so it's like, why do we need to see each other more? Um, that part's annoying. But um, I mean, know, I done, could, I can see it from like a high end perspective where you're trying to build the camaraderie and kind of like, I don't yeah. know, that wolf pack mentality that hey we're all together no no you got to understand it a little bit because hey maybe somebody that is locked in their house hasn't had the ability to really interact with somebody like that and this boosts their spirits on their team because it's like all right i'm with this company and all that other stuff like that i don't agree with it i think it's ridiculous but i can mm-hmm. see the other side of the coin <laughs> did you just give me a mm-hmm yeah i'm just like i can't even think about that anymore yeah, it it was ridiculous. I know the long the hardest thing for me was um almost my sleep routine. Like it took me a while to get back into it. It really did. It was like almost a kid Dude, who no uh, had like his entire summer off, and then that first week or two we were like, wait, I gotta wake back up at six a.m. in the morning, and then try I to mean, get to bed. It wasn't terrible for me because I have a kid, so like he wakes me up. But if not, I could totally see how I'd be like. I'm gonna, I'd have to stay up like 24 hours just to get my... That and uh, I was like drugging myself where I was like, let me take a half a bottle of NyQuil because I need something to knock me out right now because right. I was just getting in the groove where I was like, well, I can wake up in the morning, let's say go for a walk, do whatever I wanted to do, and then hop on my laptop at like 11 and work from like 11 to 8 because I didn't have anything else to do. And I had like no set schedule. I just had to try to get through all my stuff and my convenience. And then all of a sudden we had all these job sites open back up and everybody out in the field started working at uh, you I mean six a.m. again. I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta be back up. <laughs> so it took a little bit to get back into that little bit. I think bit of a, quarantine took a little bit off my life. I think it took a little bit off of everybody's life. I mean, what a disaster. Yeah, it definitely was. But you know, I'm so glad the gyms are open back up, man. Oh my god. I know. Every time I eat anything anymore, my ass jiggles a little bit. So I need to get back in there. yeah i'm so happy it did yeah but no i definitely i I think though at least my opinion i mean granted it's a shame that people died from this whole thing but i definitely think that it's going to give people a different outlook on kind of the uh, work life balance a little bit because i've talked to a lot of people who are me you very very high strung and like running off the walls 24 7 and they kind of calmed down a bit, a little bit and realized that they didn't have to work 80 hours a week and they can be a lot more efficient at their stuff. They're like, oh, I can only work 60 and I can still get the same amount of work done. 
and also enjoy my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know it's also too. I mean, I know in our office, our dress code has definitely loosened because people working from home do whatever, or they beep bopping into the office occasionally. So it was like they'd show up in, I mean, jeans and a t-shirt and a hat or whatever it was, and they were still getting all their stuff done. So now we're kind of, you know, what I mean, that whole dress. Now it's like now what do you do? Yeah, it's like your dress for your day policy that I was reading about. That's basically like, if you're gonna be in the office all day, you know, you're not gonna meet with any clients, no customers. Okay, wear something that's appropriate, like jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, I can see whatever. that. But then if you have a meeting with a customer or client, then dress appropriate. So it's kind of definitely been a more lax approach to to dress attire, which I think is necessary. Because why do you need a three-piece suit to show up in the work when you're sitting in a cubicle all day? I don't think you do. I, I don't. don't think you do. I don't think it doesn't add for you to be more productive. So what's the difference? I mean, I think that what's that old adage? You know, dress for success or dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And I yeah. think that's so like Mad Men esque, and I mean yeah, I'm just as productive in a hoodie as I am if I'm wearing you know a button down. Yeah, that's pretty played out. So no, but I definitely think that it's gonna play out for the better. I really do, and I think a lot of people are gonna have a little bit more flexibility because I know that we're kind of a lot more flexible at least in our office about the working remotely. You know that you don't have to be in the office all the time. If let's say you're running around in the morning and you get all your things done by one and you're like, I'm 20 minutes from my house. OK, well, instead of running to the office, go to your house, work from home, get all your stuff done instead of forcing people to just drive to the office. Especially if it's like not needed, then working in an office sucks. You basically have to ask, like, when you can take a piss. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of more, I guess, ties on you and. I'm trying to lead by example with that whole thing because I'm one of those people that just like almost inspirational like hit me. Like I'll just go where I'll work till like 4 p.m. and then I'll just get burnt out. I'll be like, all right, I need to just step away for a couple hours. Go eat dinner, everything I like, uh, recharge my batteries for a little bit and I'll jump back on my computer at 7 and blow out two and a half hours worth of work. You know what I mean? But if I was forced to stay in my office for another hour and a half, what am I going to do? Sit there, do nothing, twiddle my thumbs? So the ability yeah, to be flexible. I feel like flexible. you're less likely to blow your head off when you have a little bit of freedom too. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not going to be as miserable. Oh when you're yeah. Just like oh, that, I hate working in an office. It's so miserable, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There's people who are like, oh, I have to punch that time card every single day, and yeah, now they're like miserable. Yeah, I mean, hey, somebody's like, oh, man, I have a doctor's appointment at nine o'clock this morning. Well, instead of having to go to work at eight. Leave at 8.45, go to your doctor's, and then come back. You're like, okay, I'm going to just work from home, do whatever I have mm-hmm. to after my doctor's appointment. And it gives you flexibility, which people just appreciate way more. Yeah, I think that's – having that flexibility and freedom is worth – like it's worth money. You know what I mean? I think it's worth a certain price tag to have a life, life like that. Yeah, and like I said in that one study they did. 54% of people would leave their current job if they could find a job that where they could work from home. Yeah, so it makes so much sense. It's obviously the new trend that's going forward, and I definitely think you're going to – I don't think it's going to stop post-COVID. I think, if anything, people are going to realize that people can be just as productive, if not more productive, working from home. So they're going to let people do that. Yeah, I would too. I mean, unless I needed people there – 
what do I care? Yeah, I mean, they're doing their job. We have Monday meetings, afternoon meetings, just to coordinate the entire week. Then after that, there's no real pressure to be in the office. It's like, I need you here at Monday at one o'clock because we have to all sit down, discuss what's going through the week and everything else like that. Because we tried doing that through text and emails. And it was just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but even like, like a hybrid like that wouldn't be bad. Like maybe you come in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and work from home Thursday, Friday or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever you want to do. And as long as your stuff's getting done. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, really. So I don't know. I mean, is there anything else that really kind of affected you on this? I mean, getting back into it that you want to hit on? No, I'm just I'm just surprised business has picked up so quick, and uh, I'm really happy about that. I hope it has for a lot of people, but you know, it seems uh, man, it seems to me like it basically as soon as things opened up, people started buying shit. Oh yeah, I know. I went to uh, at home, you know, the home furnishing store was that like two weeks ago, whenever they first ever went us into the yellow or whatever, and you could go in to uh, department stores. And that motherfucker was packed. You know, oh, yeah, everybody was like, all right, I've been locked up. Time to go spend money. Right. So, and I mean, a lot of economists said while well, this thing was going through that this whole economy was going to go through a V. Or it's going to go straight down, but then hopefully come straight back up. And I think you're seeing that happen. I mean, with a NASDAQ hit an all-time high, was it Monday? Crazy. Monday? Yeah, uh, I can't remember what day it was, but it wasn't long ago. Yeah, so you're kind of seeing that, and I think there's just a lot of trust and optimism in the fact that, hey, people squirrel away their money, and now they're like, fuck it, I don't want to live, you know what I mean, my life just squirreling away when I can't do anything with it. I want to go and buy stuff and experience things and go forward with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully, anyway. We'll find out each week is something different, right? Every week. It seems like every day you wake up and it's like, what's going to happen today with this? Yeah, right. Great. So you got anything else? That's it, man. I'm just pretty, uh, pretty happy. Like I said, everything bounced back. So no, that's all I got. Yeah, it's definitely the overwhelming feeling from most people that they're just glad to be back working, which who would have thought that would ever happen? I know. I certainly wouldn't. Exactly. So with that, we all good? I'm all good if you're good. All right, man. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Gave Us a Mic. I'm Adam Harris. He's the infamous Ken Miller. Thank you, guys. See ya.